New and Living Way podcast, we herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. And uh, we're live. Uh, welcome back. This is RD uh, welcoming you uh, live here in the United Arab Emirates. I'm here currently in Abu Dhabi and I'm your regular host for this uh, The New and Living Way podcast. And I'd like to welcome uh, all our viewers first uh, in the Philippines. Kumusta po kayo dyan sa lahat ng nanonood ngayon? Uh, magandang gabi. Good evening dyan. And also here in the United Arab Emirates, in the seven Emirates of uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Sharjah. Uh, good afternoon. Las cuatro dito. So this is the new and Living Way podcast. This is the official podcast of uh, NCT Tambayan Group. This podcast is dedicated to expositing the scripture, the text of the scripture. Here in the podcast, we we like to or we strive to to expound the the scripture itself, the text of the scripture, in the light of uh, the new covenant as it cuts uh, by the blood of the of our Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel, and that's what we are trying to do. It's like an interactive Bible study with discussions. We want to make it a lively discussion and also in other alternately there will be one resource speaker who will expound the text uh, of the scripture especially those texts that requires much uh, exegesis and interpretation so today is another new episode episode we are now in episode uh, 25 we are on the 25th episode and we praise God for uh, now it's almost Yeah. 
to participate in this in this endeavor to 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 make your voice heard in in our participative uh, poll question when it, in this question this in this uh, the same title the question in the same title no? what what does it mean that the in the verse in chapter 20 verse 4 of revelation book of revelation they came to life and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And we're dealing here with uh, eschatology. So for, for some, that's quite a big word, eschatology. But it, it just means the uh, eschatology is eschaton or the end. That's the meaning of eschaton, es end or last things. And... Logi or logos comes from the word logos. Logi means the study. So we are uh, scatology is a branch of theology that deals with the study of the last things. So in particular, Revelations twenty is quite a difficult passage for many Christians uh, in the past and in the present. That this text is quite difficult. And Christians are divided in this uh, in the interpretation of this uh, uh, pivotal text in how we understand uh, in how we understand the timing or when when will be the Lord Jesus Christ would come back again for for the second time as he ascended into heaven. After that, the the angel said to him in the same way. He will come back in the same way he ascended. He will come back visibly. So this is pertaining to the question of the end, the end of all things. So in studying this eschatology, uh, we would we would really we would really must have a motive. Now, your motive natin is to understand uh, the end. As, as the Lord has given us this revelation or this book of revelation, as God has given us not to not to some sort of speculating all the things that is written here, but the book of revelation, as I have said last week, is not a puzzle. It's not a puzzle that you need to uh, connect the dots, connect the puzzle, and then you can see all you can see the meaning of. Uh, revelations primarily um, revelation the book of revelation is written for the christians in the first century who has experienced uh, uh, persecution with with the with with the with the authorities governments and most of the the people during that time they are persecuting the church so the, the relevance of this is in terms of uh, these Christians, these early Christians, these first century Christians, to persevere as uh, 
the battle between the believers, uh, primarily the battle between the Lord Jesus Christ and his followers and the world. The world is against the Lord Jesus Christ and his followers. So that is the essence of the book of Revelation. So we have to we have to take inculcate that in our mind that this is not this is not a book of uh, uh, puzzle that we need to uncover every every facets of mystery. There are some mysterious element since it is a apocalyptic book. Uh, we have to uncover the symbolism here as we as we read huh? so the book of revelation uh, doesn't require one sitting to know to understand so we need really to wrestle as to what what the lord is trying to imply here when we study revelation first our motive our motive is when we read the scripture we see that the end, the last days, is already here. As the New Testament explicitly states, we are in the last days. Ever since the Lord Jesus Christ came into this earth, that was the beginning of the last days in the prophetic uh, sense of the Old Testament when, when they are expecting the Messiah, yung mga Jews, those Jews, even the disciples, they were expecting the Lord Jesus Christ would take over and establish his kingdom, but it never came. They don't, they, they did not understand that the Lord Jesus Christ, in order to be victorious, must be uh, uh, must must die on the cross as if defeated, as if as if uh, the rulers. Pontius Pilate and all the people were who concocted the conspiracy to to for the Lord Jesus Christ to be crucified. They they think that they they were victorious in crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ, but nobody understood, even the disciples. But at the end, when he resurrected, that was the focal point of uh, his of redemptive history as the resurrection and he ascended into heaven so from that point in time that was the beginning of the last days so dalawang da, parang hindi siya linear no yung ang, ang expectation ng mga Jews ng mga disciples noon hindi nila naintindihan why the Lord Jesus Christ would be crucified and then crucify siya and when they when he was resurrected when he resurrected the disciples understood why is that so. And then he, he ascended into heaven and the angel said he will come back again. So that period from his from his first coming to the to his second coming, that is the that is the last days. We are in the last days. So when we read the when we read Revelation. We should read it in the most utmost uh, uh, seriousness that we are living in the last days. That our outlook should be should be our outlook in this present life is we are in the last day. We are living in the last day. We should live our present 
our present life in the light of the coming of the end, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why yung end ng uh, revelation is when Apostle John exclaimed, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus Christ, Maranatha. So that's that's that is the blessed hope. That is the the blessed hope of the Christian is for the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to come and to end all sufferings, to end all trials. And according to the the last chapter, there will be no weeping, there will be no tears, there will be no sin, and all Christians will be. Uh, Uh, sanctified, glorified in uh, their resurrected body. That is the Christian hope. That is the blessed hope that we have, that we can see in the epistles, in most of the epistles. So, uh, the study of Revelation is very important. That we need to study it. We need to strive to study it in order to understand what is the essence of this in our Christian life. It is most most practical it's not just to to speculate on on events just like what people are doing but it's most practical in in working in us to be sanctified to be holy since the lord jesus christ uh, would come so that's just uh, just that's just a a backdrop of uh, uh, the motive the motive behind why we are studying Uh, Revelation, the book of Revelation. So join join me if you if you are free, if you want to discuss this, to engage with with us in discussing this. Uh, just type in your comments. Type in your comments, and or you may ask. And uh, today, the continuation of the poll question that I put in the Slido app, slido.com, where you want, where you can participate in the poll question of this, uh, of the question of the same in the same title. I will share it as a screen to for you to. For you to vote. Yeah. So in this question we are dealing with you know in the in the as as many Christians understand understand this revelation 20 when it comes to the various uh, understanding in the church history up to now uh, churches are classified in the in this understanding of uh, revelations chapter 20 that deals with The question of the millennium, or as in the text it says, 1,000 years. So that is like a marker. That's like a marker that when the Lord Jesus Christ would come, whether it is before that 1,000 years or after 1,000 years, or what is really the meaning of that 1,000 years. So yun yung marker. No? When we say premillennialism, amillennialism, postmillennialism, it's, they, this millennium is quite a marker or benchmark 
when the Lord Jesus Christ would come, whether this is before before the millennium or after the millennium. So ito yung ito yung question. Ito yung uh, as sa ito yung isasagutan natin. This is what we will discuss. This is what uh, we need to expound and interpret according to this uh, chapter. So um uh, letter A if you can see that in my in my skin that I have shared if you want to vote these are the choices as per Christian understanding letter A is the bodily resurrection of all the dead saints of the second coming of Jesus meaning that uh, that uh, they came to life yung came to life there is means they came to life badly So it is a resurrection. It is a bodily resurrection of all the dead saints at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, yung 1,000 years, so Christ is reigning for 1,000 years means before a literal 1,000 years reign, kaya pre. So this is the view of dispensational premillennialism that they take it as a literal bodily resurrection yung they came to life and then uh, of all the dead saints at the time of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, coming that is his coming is before a literal 1000 years reign so after he comes when he comes after that will be a literal 1000 years reign with Jesus So, yung mga saints will reign in the earth, literal in the earth, in Jerusalem in particular, to reconstitute Israel as a chosen nation or the people of God. He will, he will uh, reconstitute, he will restore the nation as a whole, as a nation. Yung mga uh, kingdom will be one kingdom kasi they were divided in the captivity, in the exile. Uh, Judah and Israel, and they will be one. God will reconstitute one Israel according to the according to the view of this uh, dispensational uh, premillennialism. So, after the millennium, then the end. After the end of the 1,000 years, the end will come, the eschaton, and then it will usher the new heavens and the new earth. So, yan yung dispensational premillennialism. Sa letter B, the letter B naman is uh, yung bodily resurrection. It's the same dito sa historic premillennialism. Historic premillennialism means the, the view of the early church fathers that is purported to be yung, yung tinatawag sa early church father na Chilyasam. Chilyasam, meaning there is a gap between the Lord Jesus Christ coming to usher the end and uh, in the millennium. So there is a 1,000 years Chilyas. So yung 1,000 years na yon. That's uh, historic. Kaya nila sinabing historic. That's why they call it historic because of the early church fathers uh, view on this. But not all uh, church fathers hold this uh, premillennialism. Hindi lahat ng church fathers were holding this. So, and and the literal, re- and the reign 
uh, the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ with with the saints is not uh, is it is is uh, bodily resurrection also of the dead saints, but the period 1,000 years is a symbolic long period. So to me, it is symbolic, not literal 1,000 years. While sa premillennial, sa dispensational is 1,000 years. So, yung boto na yan, 0% from the previous. Wala pa rin bumoboto. A and B, dispensational and historic premill, wala. Now, letter C is uh, amillennialism. So, for lack of a better term, amillennialism is, doesn't say na walang millennium. But, uh, amillennialism, ah, or A, A meaning none, millennialism. So as if uh, amillennialism does not believe in the concept of 1,000 years as it is written in in Revelation. But according to Amil, this is a symbolic period between the time of Jesus in his resurrection or sub- subsequently his ascension in heaven as Uh, sitting on the right hand of God now and it is and he is reigning now since he ascended he is reigning now he is in heaven but he is uh, reigning there and uh, is uh, that all authority according to according to him that all authority has been given to him that authority is the reigning of the Lord Jesus Christ as king but It's just the start of his uh, reigning. The visible kingdom is not yet uh, came to consummate all things. So, Amillennialism is the the time that he ascended, resurrected and ascended up to the time of his coming. That is the 1,000 years symbolic period of the long period wherein your church aids. Where he now, where he now reign, uh, particularly on his church, as the as as the God's kingdom, nag break sa church, nag usher sa church as his uh, uh, kingdom. So uh, and also the understanding that the that came that they came to life. Those were uh, saints, believers who were. Who died, as it's uh, in the context of chapter 13 and chapter 16, uh, it's they are they were they were persecuted to the point of death, and according to that text, beheaded. Those who were holding the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christians, after they died, they are now reigning in heaven. So, yun yung understanding ng amilinyanisen. And for this vote. It's 100% among all the four major views, which is amillennialism. So, majority, four, four votes, four ang nagboto, is uh, amillennialism. It's the majority vote. So, yan yung uh, vote, four. Letter D is the... Uh, post-millennialism or after the millennium, the Lord Jesus Christ would come. So the difference of post-mill and amil is that 
uh, although uh, uh, Postmill also agrees that that the symbolic long period is when the Lord Jesus Christ has uh, resurrected and ascended into heaven and then up to the time of his coming at the end to usher the new heavens and the new earth. But intervening between that time, at the last days, there will be a symbolic long period of the, of the golden age, what we call golden age, where the gospel will triumph in all the aspects of life. So, yung lahat ng aspect ng life, society at large, political, economic, uh, education, ay uh, maapektuhan ng gospel. It, the, the gospel will flourish in all aspects of life. There will be spiritual revival of many people, many people, and uh, just before the Lord Jesus Christ would come, there will be a revival. There will be a large uh, conversion of many people, and uh, it will affect every passage of society. So, until uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ would come, uh, at the end of that golden age, He will usher, when He comes again, the new heavens and the new earth. So, letter D is post-millennialism. So, this is this is uh, zero boat, since there's, there are only four boats here. So, majority C and D. Uh, C, it's amillennialism, amillennialism. Which means this is the majority who voted. So this is this is the amillennialism is most popular in the most popular view among uh, reformed reformed churches or the one who is the if, if we can say the default the default view for reformed uh, reformed uh, churches like reformed Baptists. Reformed Presbyterian and others, and uh, the most popular view in the late 19th century uh, is the uh, dispensational uh, premillennialism. Kung uh, if you know the the movie uh, Left Behind, yung mga Nung college, pinapalabas yan sa mga open-air evangelists, yung mga left behind, yung mga thief in the night, yung mga book nila Hall Lindsay, yung, yung mga book nila Charles Riley, Charles Riley, Dwight Pentecost. They, they are the, the, the most prolific proponent of dispensational premillennialism that uh, became popular during the late 19th century in the U.S., And since then, yung mga mga Bible colleges, yung mga seminaries, this this is the this this is the default view, yung dispensational premillennialism. But uh, dispensational premillennialism, or oh, in time, uh, uh, nagwain uh, wain uh, its popularity wain, and it has gone many many revisions. Meron yung classical dila Charles Ryrie saka nila Dwight Pentecost and now there are some nuances when it comes to the uh, dispensational there are many express different expression of uh, dispensational premillennialism dispensational premillennialism but the main point of dispensational premillennialism 
it's the purpose of God is uh, is separate for church and for Israel. There are two people of God, Israel and the church. So that is uh, that's what hold them in their interpretation of this text. As there is a separate plan for Israel, the old covenant people of God, and the church, which they in the millennium, before the millennium, actually, they divide the church as those who will be raptured, dun sa pre-tribulational rapture, which uh, before the tribulation would come, the church, the believers, will be caught off in the air and will go with Christ, it's a secret, hindi makikita si Christ sabi sa dispensational, and they will uh, be with the Lord in heaven, yung mga yung mga believers, all believers, dito yung those who were uh, all believers, and yung mga may iwan, as it depicted in the movie, yung, yung nasa, nasa loob kayo ng, let's say, nasa, nasa loob ng, ng plane, and the drive, the pilot, immediately disappeared, ganun, ganun yung pinipicture ng rapture. Or nandun kayo sa gym, or nandun kayo sa sa sinihan, or whatever, biglang maraming nawala. And yung mga naiwan, eh yung mga unbelievers. And they will suffer at tribulation at the time. So meron pa silang understanding na different din sila sa may merong mid, uh, in the middle of the tribulation, ay darating yung rapture or in the after the tribulation darating yung rapture so it's quite uh, very very sketchy yung uh, dispensational uh, premillennialism so it's quite sketchy yon so the question is again the question is which is which among the four which among the four is exegetically biblically uh what is what the meaning of the scripture so uh we can be confused with the four views as it was as it is as it has been systematized dito we can be confused doon sa kung ano yung views na yan, kung hindi mo pa na it natatakil yan, kung hindi mo pa na na-encounter yan, if you have not yet encountered this mga mili, uh, pre-millennialism, post-millennialism, amillennialism, as if who cares, sasabihin mo, who cares kung ano yung mga term na yan. I'm just content with, uh, with uh, my relationship with the Lord. But That is quite, uh, ang tawag dito, that is so pious, it's so pious, pietistic, to say na, uh, na kung natitrigger ka dun sa word, if you are triggered with, with the, the, the technical terms, eh, hindi mo na siya pag-aaralan. So mahirap, it's very difficult, revelation is very difficult, but The book of Revelation is there and we should study it. As believers, the Lord has given us this book for us to read, for us to understand. And definitely there are people who can understand this more than the others, those who are uh, gifted in teaching 
in knowledge of the scripture, in understanding what the text means. And that's what we are trying to do here in the podcast. As this podcast is uh, uh, in one way or the others, in one way or the, one way or the other, those who are uh, speaking here, resource speakers here, are teachers, are preachers, are elders, pastors uh, of the scripture of the Bible. So we want you to, to understand, to help, to assist you in understanding this, this text. So haba na explanation ko, actually... I'm waiting for my colleagues to come dito sa dito sa podcast the uh, the intention is really to discuss these things to discuss it even though even uh, there will be uh, differences or arguments as we before we are doing There might be differences. It's okay. It's fine that we can discuss what, what, what uh, are our differences. Uh, if you, if you want really to participate, so that you might air your blue, especially the dispensational premillennialism. If you want to participate as a guest uh, panelist here, please do so. I will share the the link to you. So let us go back to Revelation 20. Let us uh, go to Revelation 20 sa scripture, sa Bible. Uh, I will share in the screen. So which is what we have uh, discussed before dito sa uh, last week. So I will share the Bible, the screen. Yan. Wala pa yung mga kasama ko up to now. So I'll be reading in the New American Standard uh, Bible, uh, Revelations chapter 20. Uh, Revelations chapter 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, with the devil. And Satan and bound him for a thousand years, and he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer, until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them, and I saw the souls. Of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus, 
and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his inmates and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over this, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Then I saw a great white throne on him and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hates gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and hates were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of uh, fire. So that is the text uh, we are trying to expound. So uh, as I wait, as I still wait for my colleagues, I will try to continue my exposition of this text of scripture so as i have uh, already started expounding this so as uh, last week i have i have noted this uh, uh, as we discuss me in uh, quits i think he will come later since they have a prayer meeting last week uh we have not yet we have not covered much in our discussion but try to i'll try to to unpack what as i have understood and studied this subject as far as the text is concerned so in verse one according to this then i saw an angel coming down from heaven holding the key of the abyss so in understanding in understanding revelation we have to note that uh, revelation is full of symbolism it's full of uh, images uh, vivid images of uh, things that it's quite in the ordinary we cannot understand as if uh, as if like a fantasy when you say here let's say then i saw an angel so when he said, I saw, then I saw, that is where the vision, uh, he saw the vision, this vision of an angel. So he saw that vision, an angel coming down from heaven. And then the, the angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. 
And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So how we should understand this uh, this uh, uh, vision, when we see an angel coming down from heaven, how do we see that? In the context of the text, he is holding a key of the abyss. So does he hold the literal key? And the abyss is a literal abyss? And a chain is literal chain in his hand? Does that mean that that is a literal chain, great chain, and he has the key of the abyss and a great chain? So common sense in our thinking that this is not a literal key. But the key has its literal meaning. There is a meaning of the key. What does it mean, the key? When you open a key, when you open a lock, you have the key, meaning you have the key to open it. So you have the authority, you have the, the permission to open anything when you have the key. Since you, only, since you only have the key, you're the only one who can enter any room or any, any house if you have the key. So... Yung key doon is authority. So the angel coming down, he has the authority, a key to the abyss. Abyss meaning uh, the depths of the earth, yung pinakamalalim. Uh, it's not a literal abyss. So we are speaking here of symbol abyss. Meaning that, that, that uh, the deepest part of the earth, the abyss, and he holds a great chain. Oh, that is that mean a, a literal chain? No. Great chain means he's captive. He's holding captive by the chain this dragon. This dragon. This dragon that he will uh, he will uh, let loose of this chain and to hold the dragon. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old. Now, when we say the dragon here, is, is that a literal dragon? It cannot be. The dragon signifies something of a great, a great, uh, a great beast, a great uh, a creature that can harm you. You know, if you picture the dragon in the yung ano, yung, uh, Lord of the Ring, you see that dragon there. It's beast and uh, a creature, a beast that you would really. Uh, it's really uh, dreaded. You see that he's blowing the he's blowing the fire in you. He's really a beast. So it pictures the dragon. And who is the dragon according to this text? He's the serpent of old. The serpent of old. Now where, where can we see the serpent of old in the in the Bible? Where can we see the serpent? The snake. It's right there in Genesis. Genesis 1 and 2. The serpent of old. In the Old Testament, in the first book, the serpent is Satan. So here, Satan is being uh, symbolized by the dragon. The serpent of old, who is the devil. He make it clear, who is the devil and Satan. And bound him for a thousand years. So he bound, the, he bound Satan 
for a thousand years by the chain. And then he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him. He shut, he shut it, the cover, and sealed it so that he would not deceive the nations any longer. So, yan yung, yan yung uh, sinasabi dito. That he shut, he shut it so that the that Satan would not deceive uh, the nations the nations any longer now in what sense that he is deceiving the nations in what sense that is uh, he is deceiving the nations at uh, chapter 20 according to chapter 20 uh, verse uh, Kayasha binound. That's why he bow, That's why uh, the angel bound him for a thousand years, and he threw him into the abyss, so that and sealed it over him, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer, until the thousand years were completed. So, that's the purpose of. Uh, The devil, Satan, being bound for a thousand years so that he would not deceive the nations. Now, now if you read the Revelation starting uh, chapter 13, you will see that deception of the beast, of the dragon, pag bumalik ka sa chapter 13, that this particular Deception is with the nations, those unbelieving nations. Dito sa chapter 13, makikita natin yan. Yung, what is that deception? So, nasa chapter 13, yung context niyan. The context of that is in 13. Dito sa chapter 1, you see that uh, as I share that in the text, in the... Chapter 13, sabi dito, And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Yan, yung dragon na sinasabi sa chapter 20. And this beast, I saw a beast, then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And his horns were ten diadems, and his heads on his heads were blasphemous names. So that's that's all symbolic. Ten horns, uh, seven heads. Uh, and all on his horns were ten diadems that all symbolic ten hordes seven heads and most particularly is referring to nations uh ten horns and ten diadems that were blasphemous name so i will not read much it was uh, 13 but this beast from the sea uh, according to this he he opened his mouth in blasphemies against god to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle that is those who dwell in heaven. So he is, he is blaspheming the name of God. And also according to this, it was also given to him to make war with the saints to overcome them and authority over every tribe and people and tongue in the nation was given to him. So this beast is, uh, is, uh, is anti-God and anti-saints, anti-believers. So the beast, the dragon, is... Purpose is to make is to wage war with the saints to make war, and dito, all who dwell on the earth worship him 
everyone was not whose name has not been written in the foundation of the world in the book of life the book of life of the lamb who has been slain so yung mga nagwo-worship sa this are those who uh, worship him sabi dito all who dwell on the earth except the saints except the believers the believers sabi dito sa verse 7 the beast is making war with the saints of verse 7 to overcome them so according to this uh if anyone is destined for captivity verse 10 he goes if anyone kills with the sword with the sword he must be killed here's the perseverance of the saints so he is saying this that christians who will wage war with the beasts will deceive the nations and uh, perseverance he is calling for the believers the saints perseverance of the faith of the saints so Merong beast of the sea. Now, verse 11, merong beast from the earth. Dito. Then he saw another beast coming up to earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence. And he makes the earth and those who dwell in it worship the first beast. So, magkakuntsaba yung beast na to sa earth tsaka yung beast dun sa sea. Yung nanggaling sa sea. And then the worship they worship the first beast. No? Sinasabi nitong beast na to, and he makes the earth and those who dwell into the worship of the first beast. Yung first beast, whose fatal wounds was healed. And he performs great signs so that even makes fire come down of heaven in the presence of men. So this second beast from the earth, Eh, miraculous, parang he's like he's like a Messiah figure that he has wounds and was healed, and he performs great sign according to this text, so that even makes fire come down of heaven to the earth in the presence of men, and this is where the deception comes as it relates to chapter twenty. Verse 14 said, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which was given to him to perform. In the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast, the image of the sea beast, who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. Nabuhay. It's like the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like the Messiah was, was slain. Ito, this beast who had the wound on the sword, and then he came to life. And then he makes uh, uh, the sign to give and to be performed to him, uh, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast. Yung beast, I see. Uh, who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. So, ayun. And it was given to him breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and great, the rich and poor, and the free men and the slave to be given the mark on their right hand of, or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will able to sell or accept the one was the mark either the name of the beast or the number of his team. So this is more, most popular uh, 
uh, chapter that deals with the 666. So we will not see the identity of the 666. But according to this, yung uh, 666, yung, yung beast from the earth, he will... Uh, We, he will command or he will uh, make an image of the sea beast, the image of the beast, and this is like it's like the it's like a messiah figure that do, that does miracle according to this because his wounds were healed and it came to life here. In, the, in verse 14, in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on there to make an image of the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. So that deception is particular with the beast in the form of like a savior. It's like a Messiah who is doing a miracles, just like the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is... That is uh, That is consistent with what the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24. There will be many false Christ who will claim, I am the Christ, who will perform many miracles in my name, or uh, claiming that they are Christ. This is consistent with that. To deceive, to deceive, sabi ni Lord. And this is clearly what is written here. This beast is deceiving the nations. And those who were deceived were given a mark on their right hand or in their forehead. Meaning that mark in their forehead is seal of ownership. That they worship this beast. So that's why in their forehead or in their right hand. That the beast owned them. Just like if you, if you read the... Revelations 22, those servants of the Lamb, those saints, the, the name of the Lamb is written on their forehead. So here, the deception, most of the nations believe, worship this image, this beast, and they worship him. That's why they have been given mark on their right hand, on their forehead. So yan yung context. That is the context what we're saying here in chapter 20. Now, if we will go back to chapter 20, that is now clear as to what uh, Apostle John is saying. Dito sa verse 3. Uh, sorry. Revelations 20. Dito sa verse... Um, Um, deceive, to deceive the nations. Dito sa verse 3. Uh, so, the angel threw him into the abyss so that it might not deceive the nations any longer. Now, nations here, the nations here any longer is particular to those who were uh, in uh, chapter 10, uh, chapter 13. So, Now he cannot deceive the nations any longer because he was uh, thrown into the abyss and until the thousand years were completed. Now this thousand years, he said uh, in verse 4, 
Then I saw thrones. He said, I saw thrones. So after the 1,000 years, he will be released for a short time. And coinciding with that 1,000 years, he saw a sign according to, to him. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. So ito. That is the, according to him, he saw thrones. And they sat on, then I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was given to them. These thrones, according to, to the vision of the of, uh, Apostle John, is that he has seen thrones, that there, is, there are people who are sitting on that throne and judgment was given to them. So what is that particular? And then uh, he said, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and not received the mark of the beast. So who are the identity of this, uh, those who have been beheaded? And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded. Is that the one in chapter 13 very clearly? That is the that is that th these people are those who were beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. Sorry, that this first group it's like two groups of people here. The souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. So if you if you read if you read earlier chapter of uh, Revelation, you will see people here who are persecuted. That beheaded is particularly like a martyr. No? So if we, we see this beheaded, it's a symbol again. It's a symbol again. Symbol only yan. Why? Why? Because it's symbol. Because if you see the souls of those who have been beheaded, sabi dito, souls, souls. So he has seen souls. He has, not, he has not seen a body or bodies. When he said, and I saw souls, he said he has seen the souls or spirits of those who had been beheaded. So if we take that literally as body, then he has seen uh, beheaded bodies. Walang ulo. That's quite funny, no? Pero if you take it literally, Woodenly, woodenly, literal, this beheaded, then it would not make sense when you say the souls. So, I mean, the souls who has those who had been beheaded because of their testimony. So he has seen souls, those who had been beheaded, those who have been persecuted for their testimony, of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. So this beheaded is a symbol for those martyrs who were persecuted and um, 
this these Christians in the first century can can uh, can uh, can say can can be identified with this because they were persecuted in the first century with kings with king with Nero and other kings in the first century they were they persecuted the the early church you know the story of the Christians who were uh paid to the lions these are all uh symbolic this beheading is symbolic of the persecution among christians and that's why it's written here beheaded it's it's not not literal we can say not literal that everybody here is beheaded yung nakikita niya but the symbol of beheaded is the symbol of uh, a martyr who died because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those, those, it looks like there, there are two groups here. So he has seen the souls of those who had been beheaded. On the second group, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image had not received the mark on their foreheads and on their hands. So ito yung nasa chapter 13 that I have... Uh, uh, mentioned kanina that those who had worshipped the beast or his image at 13 are majority those people na nakikita natin doon sa 13 uh, balik tayo sa 13 chapter 13 sa sa beast from the earth so when the beast from the earth he makes the image and he deceives, 14. And he deceived those who dwell on the earth because of the sign, because he has performed miracles, wonders, signs and wonders, so that people on the earth would believe. And the make the image of the beast has come alive. The wound of the sword has come to life. As if para siyang nabuhay, he has come to life. He has wounded and he has come to life in the form of like, the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, post Christ. And according to this, all people, almost all people, he causes all, the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free men and the slave to be given a mark on their right hand of or on their forehead. Those who worship the beast. And he provides that no one will be able to sell except the one who has the mark, the name of the beast on their forehead. So those who were those who will not worship this beast will be slain. They were slain. And these were the people that 20 is saying that they are those who do not receive the mark of the beast it was a chapter 20 this uh, second group of people here whom whom uh, whom uh, john has seen are people that is mentioned in chapter 13 who did not receive the mark on their forehead the beast or on their hand these are the people who had not received. So who are these? These are 
again, believers, saints, they were not deceived by the uh, miraculous beast or something like the Lord Jesus Christ in uh, this beast as uh, a mimic, no? Uh, counterfeiting the Lord Jesus Christ as if this beast is like the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, there, is, there is a clear connection with what we call the Antichrist as mentioned by in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the, the, the man of perdition who will exalt himself in the in the temple and as if god and uh, let's go there i can see i can see the relationship in the second thessalonians here in chapter 2 with regards to this uh, beast that performs miracles that performs signs and wonder this, this man of lawlessness, sabi dito sa chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come, meaning the Lord's coming, parusha, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship. So that he takes it in the temple of God. Di ba yan? You can see that as quite synonymous with Revelation 20, this uh, beast that uh, in 13, chapter 13, that calls for worship, that this beast has miraculous power as though he, he was wounded and he, he, he came alive. This is quite synonymous with this. So according to according to to Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 there is one who is restraining him and then according to this after this restraining he will be rebuilt then that lawless one will be rebuilt from whom, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end the appearance of his coming so there is a relationship with that I I surmise na nakikita ko na there is a quite uh, relationship with these lawless ones, with this uh, beast in chapter uh, 20, that the beast that deceived the nations. Now, this, these people who are reigning with Christ, in, I believe in heaven, as uh, I, I will explain. Uh, balik tayo sa 20. So, according to this, those people who have been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. Now, this looks like two groups of people here. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And that is coinciding with 
Satan in chapter, in verse 3, with the 1,000 years binding of Satan corresponding with this 1,000 years, these saints, these uh, two groups of people who have been beheaded and those who are who had, who had not worshipped the beast, they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, this is the controversy. This is the difficult part of it. Now, uh, premillennialism, historic and dispensational premillennialism say this came to life. Uh, this came to life is a literal bodily resurrection as we have discussed it before. And this reign is on the earth. This reign is on the earth. This thousand years, whether it's a long period or uh, literal 1,000 years, is uh, whether it is a long period or 1,000 years, this means a literal earthly reign. That this, this reign is The, the, the locus of this reign is on the earth. So yun yung, yun yung, that is the understanding of premillennialism, whether historic or uh, dispensational premillennialism. So this came to life is a literal bodily resurrection. And this reign, since literal bodily resurrection, and this reign is uh, located on the earth for a thousand years. That thousand years for historic is a long period, symbolic long period, and for premillennialism, for his uh, dispensational premillennialism is a literal 1,000 years before the end will come. So there is an intervening period of thousand years. Now, uh, this is where the contention lies. Ito yung, this, where the, this is where the contention lies. This came to life whether it is bodily or uh, spiritual in essence. Because according to verse 5, according to the verse 5, the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. So yung term that first resurrection dyan, this is the first resurrection. This is the what is being used in the original sa most of the, most of the term resurrection. Resurrection sa sa ibang sa uh, the rest of the scriptures, the rest of the New Testament is this resurrection is yung sa original yung term is anastasis yung first this is the first resurrection. So they this premillennialists believe that what it says uh, anastasis means in all the use of the word resurrection sa rest of the New Testament is a bodily resurrection or resurrection of the body came to life, the body came to life. So, in this text, in Revelation, this is the only citation, this is the single single verse in Revelation 20 that speaks of the original word na anastasis. Dito lang ginamit. This this Only in chapter 20, this, this resurrection is termed in the original as anastasis. So, 
according to Premail, you have to read it in the plain sense of the term. So in the plain reading of the term, you must uh, see it, uh, read it like that in the plainest terms, sabi nila ng mga Premail niya. But I tend to disagree with that since uh, they use that but they ignore these thrones. I ko, napaliwanag ko to last week. When Apostle John sees, he sees thrones. When he's, they, according to verse 4, then I saw thrones or in, in the original Greek word is thronos. When he see, when he saw, Apostle John saw thrones. Now, in Revelation, I think if, not, if I'm not mistaken, 40, 40 citation of thrones. There is no single meaning of thrones or there is no single location of thrones in the use, in the use of Revelation, in the book of Re Revelation, where it is not in vision in heaven or heavenly court where the Lamb is sitting, where the 24 elders is sitting on the thrones is always used in the location is in the heavenly court or heavenly heavenly thing so in heaven so that is contradicting with when you say that you should read first resurrection as bodily where it's only here it's being used while the thrones in the whole revelation is used in heaven. So that that's the question with premillennialism. Now I I understand that that is a contention, but that is inconsistent when you read thrones as 40 citations is being used for heaven for heavenly. The thrones are envisioned in heaven. While here, only single citation here in 20. And you will read it bodily. So that's that's the sense that I can see here that that contradicts uh, premillennial understanding. And this sat on them. This I saw thrones and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. Is quite analogous. Analogous yan sa sa New Testament when the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, at first instance, yung mga disciples were arguing whether they will sit on the Lord's right or in right hand. This their mothers, their mothers are pressuring their sons to ask the Lord Jesus Christ, where will they sit? The Lord Jesus Christ answered to answer them, He wish he who is first will be last, and he would be last would be first. You should not uh According to the Lord Jesus Christ, you should not lord it over them. You should not be like the Gentiles rulers who lord it over them. But he who, he who is first would be last. So, and according to, to, to him, to, to in the rest of the New Testament, this judgment also is given to the believers. That according to 1 Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken, According to the Lord Jesus Christ, we will judge. The believers will judge. If I'm not mistaken, angels. We will judge angels 
according to that text. So, and this is quite quite uh, consistent with with saying that these two groups of people are sitting in the thrones. But it doesn't state that, but he see they sat on them as if these people were those who were beheaded and those who had not worshipped the beast in its image. So now what is the sense of the first resurrection? Uh, wala pa rin yung mga kasama ko. Uh, wala. The essence of the first resurrection here. Sabi dito, when these this, this, uh, saints, when they came to life, they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So, this is how I see it. Now, these this, uh, this, uh, saints, these two groups of people who were, uh, when, when Apostle Paul sees, he sees them that they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And according to this, so there is a first resurrection. This first resurrection is they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So, kung may first resurrection, Merong first death. With, according to this, yung souls of those who have been beheaded because of their testimony, nakita niya, those dead, they experienced death, they were beheaded, and they were they they had not worshipped the beast or his image, they, they were slain because they, they did not worship the image. So that is their first death. That is their first death. And here, in verse 5, he said, they came to life with Christ and reigned with Christ. So if that, that their experience of beheading and slain by, by, the, by the beast in chapter 13, so they came to life. So there is a first death and then they came to life. Dito sa verse uh, 5. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So this is the first resurrection according to verse 5. This is the first resurrection. So the first death is those souls who have been beheaded. They they died first, their first death. Remember that merong first death and dito merong first resurrection. So the first resurrection is where where uh is experienced by those whose souls have been beheaded, those who has uh, Paul has seen, uh, John has seen, that uh, came to life. This is the first resurrection. You na experience nila. So, this the saints, those who have been beheaded, they died first, first death, and here is the first resurrection. Yung nangyari sa kanila. And according to uh, verse 5, the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. So there are the rest, there, there are still dead people who have not uh, came to life. So uh, it is implied that there will be a second resurrection. Because verse 5 says, the rest of the dead did not come to life. 
So, merong nag-came to life which are the saints, which are the believers, those who have been beheaded, and those who have not worshipped. They experienced the first resurrection according to verse 5. Because of their first death, now they experienced the first resurrection. And the remaining dead did not experience it until the thousand years were completed. Now, according to verse 6, this those who experience the first resurrection are blessed and holy. Because, sabi dito, verse 6, Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over this, the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him for a thousand years. So according to this, the blessedness of those who experience the first resurrection, those who have uh, taken part of the first resurrection, the second death has no power with them. So it's like it's like uh, saying the qualification that they 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 uh, experience this first resurrection. Now the remaining that those who have not resurrected will be resurrected as implied in verse 5. They did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. So after the 1,000 years completed, the rest of the dead will come to life. Remember that. So those who have experienced the first resurrection according to this are blessed and holy because the second death has no power with them. There is no more power the second death with this uh, those who experience first resurrection. So where is the second resurrection in the text? The second resurrection in the text, lalaktaw tayo dito, is nasa verse 12. Verse 12 said, And I saw the dead, the great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hate gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Now, itong verse 11 to verse uh, 15, we, can, we cannot say this is uh, yung sequence, no? Kasi, what John says, what, what John is saying, nakita niya na yung white throne standing yung mga dead. While in verse 13, nakita niya yung mga, yung sea, the dead, the death and hates, nag-gave up pa lang dun sa mga dead. Pero dun sa verse 12, in verse 12, he has seen already standing in the judgment before the throne. And uh, this is a consensus that this is speaking this text is speaking of the general resurrection of all the dead. As he here, the dead, the great and small, standing before the throne. So this dead, these 12, are all comprehensive of all people. In the last days, we will see, we will be standing in the judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ. The great white throne and him who sat upon it. And then he saw the dead standing before the throne. And books were opened. So, dun sa verse 13, dun palang ginave up yung dead. 
death and hates. And sabi dito sa verse 15, death and hates were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So there is the answer. The second resurrection, this, those who have not, those who are not in the book of life, this death and hates were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And what is that? According to the Babalik Tayo, those who have experienced the first resurrection, the second death has no power. So, if they experience first resurrection, and in this verse uh, 8 to 13, all experience second resurrection, which is the general bodily resurrection as we can see here very clearly. This is the general judgment that all the dead will be raised, that all the dead will come alive according to the Lord Jesus Christ in John 5. When the Son of Man, the voice of the Son of Man, and the tombs will uh, will hear the voice of the Son of God, the Son of Man, and all uh, dead, starting with the believer, will be raised again. So there is a uh, general resurrection of all the dead. So, Everybody experience the second resurrection, which is physical, but only, only the unbelievers experience the second death. Only the unbelievers, those who have worshipped the beast, have experienced the second. Those who have not. Uh, experience the first resurrection, experience the second death. Now, the second resurrection experienced by all. So, this particular first resurrection is, we can say, is a spiritual resurrection that was happened. Why? Because they did not experience second death. While in the second resurrection, Only the unbelievers experience the second death. Wala kang makikita dito that the second resurrection bodily were experienced by those according to above. So, is that uh, is that consistent with the rest of the New Testament? I believe it does. It is very consistent with what the Lord Jesus Christ uh, has said. In John chapter 5, that this is very consistent that spiritual resurrection, the first resurrection is pertaining to uh, a spiritual resurrection. That is uh, what we term as regeneration. So John chapter 5, the, the language of resurrection is not restricted or it has uh, it has. Uh, a spiritual meaning when we say uh, uh, a resurrection. If you can, dito sa, dito sa John chapter 5, 25, according to the Lord Jesus Christ, truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is 
Pansin ninyo, uh, you have to notice, an hour is coming. That is future. An hour is coming that is future. And now is, that is present. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. So those dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, they will live. For just as the Father has life, even as He gave to the Son, also has life in Himself. And He gave authority to execute judgment. So, um, verse 28, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming. This is future, in which all who are in the tombs who are in the tombs will hear his voice that is particular to the general resurrection it's clear here it's future an hour is coming and will comport they will comport those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment so this is uh clear here the language is the resurrection of the believers And the unbelievers at the last days, the general resurrections are coinciding. Coinciding. All the dead will be raised, whether believers or unbelievers, at one time. When the Lord, when they will hear the voice of the Son of God, they will leave. They will uh, be resurrected. One for resurrection of life, the other for resurrection of judgment. So, Yung sabi dito sa verse 25, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. And now is. Meaning, there is a resurrection that is happening now. The resurrection of those who hear the voice and those who hear will live. So, it, 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 the analogy is those who believe the dead, we, we are dead in trespasses and sin, We became alive. Those who will hear will live. Those who would believe will live. Will have eternal life. And in the future, the future is those in the last days in the general resurrection. So, ayan ang language ng, ng general resurrection. Now, is there a sense... Is there a sense of um, spiritual resurrection or the language that we see in in Revelation 20 where we can say that Christians are uh, reigning with Christ in the heavenly places? Do we see that language in the New Testament? If we go if we go to the other passages in the in the New Testament whether we see this language uh, being attributed to to the believers now those who are still alive but we can see dun sa text is those who are in the heaven they are reigning with Christ but is there a passage that speaks that believers who are still alive are reigning in heaven now in the heavenly places there is there is there is there are many passages that speaks about that now but part, very particular is in Ephesians 2 now 
according to Ephesians 2 here, as uh, chapter 2, verse 5 to 6. Let us, re let us uh, read here. Verse 4, starting verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our, in our transgression, made us alive together with Christ. That's a resurrection language. He made us alive. That is a resurrection language. When it comes to our uh, regeneration, our uh, conversion when we when we came to know the Lord that is the language of resurrection made us alive by grace you have been saved now this is the pivotal passage that speaks that we were now seated in the heavenly places in the Lord Jesus Christ and raised us up with him that is a resurrection language and raise us up with him. And seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So that's the text that speaks that Christians even though they are not they are still in their bodies or what uh, the theologians call the now and the not yet paradigm of the kingdom of god the christians are now trans transferred into the to the kingdom of the lord jesus christ they were translated but not yet in the fullest sense and here is one particular now and not yet paradigm According to this, we were already raised us up with him and we were seated as in him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are now ruling with Christ. Believers are seated in heavenly places in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's clear that that's, uh, the, the, the language of resurrection The, the, the analogy of the, the bodily, bodily resurrection is being used here in the spiritual regeneration of the believers as seated in Him in the heavenly places. Now, that is consistent with what we have uh, seen, what, what we see in uh, Revelations chapter uh, 20. So, very clear that 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 uh, that particular first resurrection has something to do with the believer's regeneration. That they are blessed that this first resurrection that happened to them, they will be no longer experiencing the second death. Here in verse uh, 6, the, the the second death has no power according to this. 
but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him for a thousand years. Itong, but they will be priests of God, by the way, is a, a, a exact, exact text, exact uh, citation, direct citation from Exodus with regards to Israel. But here, applied, interpreted to be to all believers here. Those who are uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have been beheaded because of their testimony, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of the Word of God. So, this uh, priest of God is particular in the, in the original context is with Israel, the priest of God and of Christ, and will reign with him for a thousand years. And who are the priests of God in the new covenant? The priests of God and of Christ. The church, the whole company of believers, the whole people of God. So we can say that in my understanding, this is a now and not yet aspect of uh, we as believers are... Uh, now, according to Ephesians 2, seated in the seated with Christ in the heavenly places because of our spiritual, because of our regeneration. And not yet, because we are still in the body. And those who are in the those who are in the in the intermediate state, those who have been, those who are uh, saints, who are believers. The Lord in the Lord Jesus Christ now in the intermediate state are enjoying that uh, heavenly state that we have not yet experiencing because we are still in the body. So there is no separation with with what is happening in in the heavens and in the earth as far as the ruling of the Lord Jesus Christ is concerned, and us as if we are there, but. In this vision, it's particular to what is happening in, in the heavens. So that's how I see it, that 1,000 years is the time between, between the Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection and is ascended into heaven. And according to Ephesians 2, all believers are seated in the heavenly places because of our uh, re regenerated. And that regeneration here in chapter 20, is being pictured or being symbolic of the person. The person's selection is symbolic of the uh, regeneration. Since those who experience the person's selection, the second death has no power. The lake of fire. Eternal separation with God. According to the witness of the rest of the scripture, that those who are in the Lord Jesus Christ are no longer condemned. Those who are in the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life in the present and in the future. It will continue. We are now, we started now. We are now in the kingdom of God, but not yet in the visible reality of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes back again to reign, to reign with us in the new heavens and the new earth that is particular to that uh, text. So since hindi na, hindi na uh, 
wala na yung mga aking mga katoto ay yun yun na lang ang aking masasabi dito sa study na to that is uh, i will uh, stop there i will wind up uh, in that uh, part since hindi ko na natakil masyado ang uh, buong chapter since mahaba yon i'll just leave it there and uh, i hope that uh, this exercise the, my exercise in exegeting the scripture has helped you to understand the the meaning of revelations 20 although it's quite difficult and up to now i'm still struggling with the many facets of understanding revelation but uh, i hope this study uh, has helped you since wala na yung mga uh, katoto ko so it has been like a exposition uh, altogether so um I leave it there, and if you have some questions, I'll just entertain for quite a while. Kung meron, kung wala, I'll just read the comments here. So, amen. Ah, comments dito. Good evening, bro. Si Leonard. Sorry, may Bible study ako kadina, so may Bible study daw siya. So, I think uh, I'll wind up. Sani Kiamko, salamat bro Rudy. Thank you then, Sani. So uh, I will not uh, prolong that. Ang uh, gando na lang if there in the future we might uh, have uh, discussion on the whole chapter. But as far as I'm concerned, I have uh, studied this for many, for many, many, uh, many years in understanding this. It's not easy, but uh, it's a fruit of uh, uh, understanding the text of the scripture, and I don't want to. I, uh, as as far as I'm concerned. I I hope I did not misrepresent uh, other views, but as I have explained in the context or as how I see the text as far as the scripture is concerned. So, since wala si, si Quits to, to interact with me sa kanyang historic pre-bilinialism uh, understanding of this chapter 20. So, since uh, almost, ano na, uh, malapit ng mag-two hours, I'll end here. Thank you very much for tuning in. Yung mga early viewers, yung mga nag-emoji, Henry, Sunny, Leonard, Karen, Jetro Busime. So thank you for watching. And uh, uh, sabi ni Sunny lang, Sunny Campbell, best for me na Ephesians 2, 4, 5 is a resurrection language. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you, Sunny. So, other comments? Where? If no other comments, so I uh, would like to thank you again for watching this uh, podcast, this live stream podcast. And I do hope that you subscribe to our channel uh, in YouTube also, in Facebook here, and in other source as written in the in our page. Thank you for watching. Hope you have been helped. And next week is our anniversary anniversary episode. 
It's 23 next year. Ah, next year, next week. So it's one year of our uh, existence as a live stream podcast. I hope that all my colleagues here will uh, attend, will go, will will come in this uh, in the uh, stream car, stream yard uh, studio. So bye for now. See you again next week for another episode of the New and Living Way podcast. God bless to all of us. Good evening. purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant.